for clocking in to Becoming a Better Nurse podcast. I'm Rebecca. And Aaron. Together, we like to offer ideas, conversations, and solutions to help educate, elevate, and empower nurses. So we just saw Thor, Love and Thunder, and on a side topic, spoiler free, um, this movie kind of sucked, but there were some things about it that made me wonder about my career and and the things that happened, the themes that happened within our career. For example, there was this really serious scene, okay, now spoiler talk, so if you haven't seen the movie, um, don't don't listen to this episode, but there's there's a part where Jane Foster, she's trying to, she's basically um, suffering from cancer. And the themes of this movie was kind of all over the place. For example, it was extremely comedic for a really serious theme and tone of cancer. And I understand we want to make light of the situation and all these things, but cancer is a very, how do you put it, very serious situation. And I don't feel they, they represented a cancer patient as well as they should have because when you deal with these cancer patients, especially in the hospital and in an acute setting, it's, they're really, really sick. Um, obviously, if you're treating them ahead of time before they head to the hospital in an acute setting and you're treating them with chemo, it's a little bit different. But in these situations, the, the, the cancer patients that you take care of in the hospital, they're really sick, sometimes overly nauseated, hurting all over. They're, uh, because of the chemo, they've, they've lost hair. And I feel like the true representation of a cancer patient was not shown within this movie. And so we wanted to revisit death and dying and explain that sometimes things are are a little bit more serious and more grave than um, things are supposed to be. Well, you know, cancer is a very devastating diagnosis, and so it made us feel as nurses we understand this. And so, watching this movie, it made us made us feel realize that we, as nurses can um, recognize certain things that are sadder or more stressful than um, maybe the average person and maybe they didn't see that in that movie and that's why we felt that the movie was a little inappropriate with the making light of not treating the diagnosis of Jane Foster's disease as devastatingly as they should have and made it more serious. Yeah, but regardless, with death and dying, as we all know, there's so many things we can touch on, but I think for the purpose of this episode, we're going to touch on just a general overview of death and dying that, yes, if you are working in the hospital, you will experience death, you will experience patients dying, and if you're new to the field, that can be something very hard because maybe you've never experienced somebody dying in front of you or somebody suffering to the point that they're going to die or they're, they're at death's door, or it could be your first code, all these things are related, relatable to, to death and dying. We're not going to drone on and on and on about death and dying per se because we did that in our one of our earlier episodes where we did talk a lot about what you could do with the patient and how they can deal with the families and I still believe those were very helpful hints. However, uh, we wanted to revisit it in the sense of just as a new nurse perspective, like my son's girlfriend is a brand new nurse now. Well, she's been a nurse now for a year and she said her first shift where she was orienting and their first patient was a DNR, DNR and she died at the beginning of her shift so she I asked how her first day was she's like well patient died and I had did my first this and that and it was really funny yeah first post-mortem care and so you know the reality is it happens you know she took it in stride but at the same time she had never done post-mortem care before she didn't know how to deal with the fact that she you know has to help the families you have to find you know nursing home ideas if they weren't prepared for this patient's death now now, DNR, DNI, 
side they might have been but my point is that made us think about all these things with new nurses that um, just it's not a big deal in the sense that if you don't know because there's plenty of nurses that are working with you that do and can help you get through it for sure You'll find the nurses that have been accustomed to it, so they'll kind of guide you through the whole post-mortem care. But there are certain things that you need to be concerned about prior to these patients dying. For example, their religious views. If they're a certain sect of religion, you have to... Um, what's the word, be, be, be culturally sensitive to those things. Uh, a lot of times some families aren't involved, so things are a little bit easier, but when more families are involved and more people want to get uh, have different ideas, it's really hard to kind of navigate and be the central point of trying to figure everything out. But long story short, uh, you will experience it. It's a lot easier also when families know when, the, when, when families are deciding for the patient instead of the patient deciding is kind of confused. It, it gets all over the place, but what I'm basically saying is when a patient you know is going to die and the pa- and the family's code status is full code, man, that's a really hard thing to kind of um, to kind of uh, wrap your head around because that can be very very stressful. It makes things easier when you when you can tell the families that it's more important for these patients to become DNR because um, it's a better quality for the patient because if you know they're going to die and they're not going to survive a, a CPR, it's probably better to kind of gear towards that way. I'm not saying you do it entirely, but to get the team behind you, like the palliative care or the, the doctors or the intensivists or whatever the case may be, because you want to have a smooth trend transition to death and not basically run around at the last minute trying to coach somebody who's who you know is not going to make it. I think Aaron brings up a good point that made me, that came to my mind. With death, there's there's uh, several options in the sense that the patient could come in expecting to get better and then they don't and then they die from a diagnosis that was very terminal. They can come in with unexpected reason to come in and then they unexpectedly die and that's a cardiac arrest and that is a very stressful situation. And then you've got patients who've been kind of um, been given a diagnosis suddenly but there's no hope of survival and so you got different scenarios and each one of them has a facet that you can um, gear the family towards and you have to gear yourself towards you have to be prepared for the sadness you have to be prepared for the hard answers and the hard questions that are going to come and you might not feel prepared so just you know ask some questions with you know a mentor or a charge nurse or a co-worker that has has some good um, ideas for you so that you can um, guide the yourself to help the family and you're not gonna know all the answers and that's okay it's about it's about being that that go-between for the family and the doctors and like the the post-mortem care or the or the um final final decision care um it's being um a helpful guide and a helpful hand and allowing the um family members to process it in a certain manner now they can't linger all day at the hospital after the patient dies but we do allow some sort of you know lingering you know you have to just kind of be that gentle guide and it's and have a little bit of strength and knowledge in that sense that you know they're not alone they're not their loved one is not going to be um forgotten about or being mistreated and that you know you're gonna have uh pleasant they're gonna have a smooth transition yes um a couple of things too when it comes to death and dying uh number one is just know that some of these patients are just gonna die and it's not your fault so don't go home and you probably will still because people we you know we kind of beat up ourselves quite a bit and you're gonna tell yourself well if i could have done this could have could have uh, prolonged it or could have saved them could i absolutely um, you know, you, that's something you you constantly going to ask yourself, especially in like crazy situations where a patient just codes out of nowhere and you're thinking, where did I mess up? 
just sometimes these things happen and you, and it's really you know we're 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 our biggest critics so understand that take things lightly and don't dwell on them when you get home because that's a huge huge negative impact on your emotional well-being and your mental health and it's just going to drain you uh, so that's number one and number two i feel like some facilities don't take it lightly take it don't take it personally yeah don't take it personally uh, number two, and I feel like some facilities, depending on where you work, are a little bit different. But for the most part, I've been—you know—we've been doing this for a while. I feel like some facilities are very, um, like palliative is taboo, and I feel like they're—they're they're not aggressive when it comes to palliative care, and they are so beneficial and with with many different aspects of of of, of healthcare with with different patients. I mean, if you're like in the, your 30s and you're young and and you know you're coming in for appendicitis, it's just something very simple. Of course, you're not going to do a palliative care on somebody like that, but start thinking about like older folks, you know, um, 80 year old or 70 year older with different comorbidities, different me- complex medical uh, medical conditions, end stage diseases like kidney diseases, end stage diseases like maybe liver, cancer. Those are things you should consider um, palliative care and also multiple admissions within like, who knows, a month or two. Those are things that you should, should consider to aggressively push for palliative. They could, palliative care also helps with pain control, direction of end of life care. And this is, don't confuses with hospice that these patients are going to die. This is more of a, hey, let's sit down, let's talk with the families and see what the goals of care are and where we can go from there. And, so, and sometimes they're they're more geared towards that than an intensivist or or, or just a general practitioner. They're, they're, they're more focused on that approach. That's a really good idea, um, Aaron brought up, because utilize that that service that your facility offers and maybe um you know what maybe think about chaplains you can utilize those services if you have them in your hospital and if you don't champion for that in the hospital palliative care should be in every hospital and chaplains should be in the hospitals i know our hospital does too they can transition the family for you you don't have to do anything but offer those services and then you can actually consider yourself doing your job appropriately yeah it's i feel like it's one of the things that's lacking in healthcare today because i I feel that most people latch on to life and by all means they can because you know it's their life and they want to hold on to it but you have these situations where you prolong death and p- these patients are suffering uh ex- suffering extremely you know sometimes they c- can't even make decisions for themselves and you, you know this this is not the best quality of life that they can have and obviously you're gonna have some some obstacles with families wanting this approach, but it doesn't hurt to bring in the professionals and to have palliative. You'd be surprised sometimes people need to hear something to that approach. I think a lot of times um, medical professionals, nursing, all that, doctors, they want the path of least resistance, so they they don't even want to approach end-of-life issues or anything like that, and I just don't think that's fair for the patient. Well, you know, palliative care too, they, they come in and they don't say, hey, I'm here for a palliative care consult to help you with death and dying. They come in, they know the right words to say, they feel out the family, they're really good at dialoguing and getting out the, exactly what the family and the patients want. Mm-hmm. It, they're really good at it and there's no need to feel um, embarrassed, there's no need to announce it, there's no need for anything. They just kind of come in, they check the situation out. It's a really awesome service. And again, it's we're not saying okay, it's going to be an automatic hospice consult. This is completely different. Mm-hmm. And it deals with so many different things, complex medical decisions, pain control, uh, and, the, and and even end-of-life care. But again, those two things. Don't beat yourself up. Aggressively push for palliative care. Those are huge, huge things. And then 
to add on top of that so you're not beating yourself up when you get home understand when you get when you get home you need time to grieve because death and when you see death maybe every day maybe every so often that impacts you emotionally and mentally to the point where it can physically it, it can traumatize you you know you can get PTSD from that um, I mean you talk to blue-collar workers out in the in the forest like for police they see it uh, firefighters they see it and a lot of these folks even have you know they have PTSD from that so understand that you need to find a way to hone in and de-stress whether it's exercise or meditation but find some time to grieve whether it's your own way of grieving and to letting those those things out if you see a therapist or, or um, counselor by all means um, I don't see a counselor I probably should <laughs> but um, I exercise I I, I I we don't want to talk about personal religious stuff here but I'm a Christian and so prayer uh, watching messages and stuff like that is important. Yeah, me and Aaron do discuss a lot of our feelings about work to each other, which is helpful since we're both nurses. Um, that that's relieved a lot of stress for both of us, I think. Yeah. And then um, you just talk to your family, and you just talk to coworkers. Um, I did all the things Aaron suggested, and then you you know talk to. Um, you know anyone who will listen or you feel like sharing with there's no reason not to share it if you can process it all great um it's really just about making sure that you feel prepared and that you feel like you're not lost in the whole shuffle of death and dying and that you're not you're not able you're able to still perform your duties um and just I know as a nurse you going you're going in it you know there's going to be death you know there's sickness and you know that there's sad sadness and tragedy and you might have seen it in nursing school but they don't really talk about it or prepare you for it if you have an experience they talk about it but not everyone does and not everyone you know um, has that sort of emotional attachment to a patient to feel that it's going to stress them out at one point or another so it's just really helpful to hone in on some key key functions, key emotions, key practices you can do to help you and the families get through it. Yep, and it's it's par for the course. So the the more you see it, the more you get used to it, but understand there's some key tips to, to go along with your journey so that you're not suffering at the end. You wanna get on, on top of it because you know, prepare for it so that you come out on top. If you guys have any stories, any death and dying stories, maybe some crazy ones, uh, send them over to us and we will share it, it as long as you give us permission on some of the craziest stories that you guys have seen or heard of. Um, anyways, thanks for listening. Bye. Time to clock out. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please hit the like button and subscribe. Stat. Follow us on Instagram. You can find us on Becoming a Better Nurse. Until next time. 